It's February 21st, 2021, and welcome to episode 52 of the Baby Metal Podcast. We gather in the podcast Discord server on alternate weeks to discuss news and thoughts on the past and future projects of Baby Metal. We invite you to join us, whether you're a longtime fan or have only just arrived. I'm Paul, and I'm joined by Kevin. Hey, hey, welcome back, everybody. And Maggie. Hello, everyone. Welcome, Maggie. Yes. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our plan is to talk a bit about the news that we have, uh, and then as the topic of the episode, we will introduce Maggie, learn about her background with the band and so forth. But okay, so well, okay, so there's a couple uh, large news items. I'll start with the littler ones. So one is that we know we know the Wow Wow broadcast schedule for a bunch of old shows. They're, uh, I guess, as part of the end of the 10-year celebration, they're playing actually quite a number of their shots of various things. So through February yeah. and March. Very cool. Yeah, pretty exciting, actually. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, I mean, they're all the really like big ones, too. Yeah, yeah. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking through the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so they, they have uh, Legend New Year Fox Festival from 2015, 2015 Makahari Messi, Legend Metal, Metal Galaxy Day 1 and 2, Trilogy, the third one, Yokohama, and Wembley are the ones that I have on this, the list in front of me. Yep. So, yeah. the, so the New Year's Fox Festival, the um, 2015 New Year's Fox Festival, that, I think, I've I've actually... I don't have that, uh, and I, I thought I did, but I think it's actually something not quite exactly the same as Trilogy 1. Uh, I, for a long time, thought it was Trilogy 1, so I thought I had it. <laughs> but I think it's a slightly <laughs> different cut. Maybe it's actually a different show. I was going to say, New York Fox Festival was... That was the one at... I think it was Saitama. As I understand this... They released it first as the New Year's Fox Festival, and then they uh-huh. re-edited it, and then made it part of the trilogy, which is why oh. I say that I don't think I have it, because I think it is a slightly different edit. And then, of course, Wow Wow has their own different edits. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, perhaps well, this is... asking for more. <laughs> yeah. It's conceivable that this detail is too fine, but... Um, but I, I, right. I did do that with Big Fox Festival, actually, at one point. I, uh, for the shows that overlapped between the Blu-ray and the Wow Wow broadcast, I actually did kind of go through, like, you know, moment by moment to see where the cuts were different. And there are a couple. Um, oh, the, yeah. There's definitely a few. Mm-hmm. Some sort of shots that are from further away. Some that are, like, there's more crowd, I think, in the Wow Wow version. Uh, okay. So, anyway, yeah. So, so that's good. I mean, like, uh, hopefully, I, it's not easy to get uh, Wow Wow abroad but um it's not impossible yeah. so you, no, there's a, there are pay services that you can get kind of like cheesy streams and, of yeah i can't remember what one is but there is one where you can get like a seven day free like trial essentially if you've not signed up for it before that's what i used a few times to watch a couple of the wow wow broadcasts uh, it started with an f i can't remember exactly what it was offhand but i mean it was easy enough to maneuver at that mm-hmm. time, but of course, now that <laughs> I think it's been a couple of years at this point, <laughs> so yeah. I definitely I think... don't think. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say. I think I think the thing you're thinking about actually doesn't exist anymore. Um, it no, it used to be Fuji TV and turned into Four Joy TV, but then they at that after that they sort of stopped doing their trial thing. So oh, you, okay. You actually have to get like a week or a day. I think they, there's like a three day pass <laughs> or oh. something. But um, I mean, that's actually kind of cool, though. Yeah. I mean, 
So I, I did that for, what did I, I did that for something recently that I was complaining about. I think it was the, uh, oh, they, they did uh, like a 10 year retrospective or something that was. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> oh yeah. We did complain about that. Yeah. Cause uh-huh. it, cause the way it was, the way they set it up, they, they sort of like played partial songs and they played the weird parts of the song. So it's just like the audience reactions and not, Oh, <laughs> it was really very oh, strange. Yeah, that, that doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. But teach your own, I guess. <laughs> so uh, another thing, another bit of news in a recent uh, 2020 issue of PMC, there's uh, you know, they're, they're on the cover and they have a um, big interview with Sue metal and mall metal. And just today as we're recording, uh, there's a new translation of that whole thing. So um, funny toss. And I think capable paramedic uh, together did a translation of this. It's long you know, we, it just, it just came out today. So we're not going to talk about it today. We'll talk about it next time. But, um, if you have a look at it, then you'll know what we're talking about when we talk about it next time. So, yes. It's pretty cool. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I, I did skim over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I read it last night. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. There is yeah, one thing I'll... that I wanted to point out in there, which is that, uh, um, you know, they, they did ask Mo at one point, like, you know, what her favorite song is. And she's like, Look, you know, you are PMC. Every time you ask me this, I'm going to say BMC. <laughs> very cool. Bless her. But anyway, yeah. So so we'll talk about that next time. Um, but it's impressive that it's all been translated. It's uh, really very readable. Um, it was, a lot, I'm sure, a lot of work. In fact, last night in our server here on Discord, uh, somebody may have found a typo in the interview. Well, from... I think so. I they're, they're saw going to follow up. Somebody had actually, I think I read up on that. Uh, they had actually emailed the magazine or something, just making sure that it wasn't a typo, and it actually was not a typo. Yeah, the, basically, the in the actual interview, what was what was written there was Rockmicon, but what was meant was Budokan. So uh, you know, the the people who were translating it actually wrote to the magazine to say, you know, Hey, is that, is that right? Is that a typo? Did that, did she actually say that? And apparently she did. They, she did say rock Khan, even though it was really Budokan that was being referred to. Um, and then there was a very, a very similar sort of possible typo, uh, in this one, which, which where Mo was referring to something that was six years ago, you know, so yeah. And, uh, the thing is that Budokan was six years ago. rock Khan was, was 10, right? Right. Yeah. That's the one I was talking about. And, yeah, um, that's what I was talking about too. <laughs> so ultimately, I think what that what it looks like to me is that uh, it's an accurate rendition of what Moa said, and Moa was was collapsing the two in her head. Yeah, I could. I totally can see that happening because I mean, that's. I mean, the kid's been doing a lot in ten years, and been a lot of places, <laughs> and I can understand getting things muddled up. I mean, I get things muddled up in a couple days. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I can totally understand. <laughs> yeah, and in fact, actually, she she you know claims not to remember anything. So well, I mean, as as a, I can kind of I can kind of side with her on that because I do, you know, I I've I'm in theater, and when you are up on stage and you are in your zone, remembering your lines, sometimes you do kind of just 
get into a certain just zone when you're performing. So I could totally back that kid up 100% on, on that. And she could <laughs> be very much right that she's like, I don't remember anything except for the moment that she was in. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And it, it is it is a thing with performers. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. So the, the you know, this interview, uh, we'll, we'll talk about this in more depth. And maybe actually we'll, we might do other interviews too. Because I think, you know, I think there are still some that we haven't really talked through. So perhaps that will be the topic next time. Plenty of good translations. We haven't gone through either of them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, then I guess probably the biggest bit of news that will occupy the most of our discussion time is that we've now made it through, uh, several more shows at the Budokan at Nippon Budokan. And, uh, so we've, we've gone through three, four, five, and six, and they do as we, kind of guessed they would uh, they do kind of go in pairs so one and two were the same basically as each other and three and four were as each other and then and uh five and six were but so there were there have been a couple of notable um songs played <laughs> that <laughs> notable <laughs> is the yeah. big uh in italics and bold <laughs> yeah so maybe let's maybe we can um uh we'll, let's work through them chronologically which means i think that uh the very first one that was a surprise was, well, someone else want to say it? <laughs> From Dust Till Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yay. <laughs> I thought it was very, pretty funny that uh, uh, they they tweeted it. Like, they, you know, like in their tweet yes. afterwards, they, they said hashtag, F- hashtag. Yeah, FDTD. <laughs> like, they made it very, very apparent that they purposely did that. I was just like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And also note that that was the first time ever that it was performed in Japan. And only the second time has ever been performed. Right. It's- and it's the first time they have rights to the video. <laughs> well, true. Yeah. yeah. So that's also a possibility that it once released. I mean, the only other thing I could consider is like, Maybe they'll do. I mean, this is obviously speculation on this, so this is not fact or truth or anything. And I just want to make that noted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, they did do. Um, you know, there was the big thing with BMC where I mean, you know everyone was like, "Why is it one of the international things?" So you know, they released it as a single in and of itself, and then they released the video in and of itself. And I'm just wondering if maybe at some point in time soon, you know, once all the Budokan stuff is finished, maybe they'll re. I mean, I think they released the single on Spotify in Japan. I think they did F, uh, From Dust Till Dawn as a single on Spotify. Um, and maybe they'll release it as a video. That would be, I think that would be fantastic. But I think everybody, not just Japanese fans, would you know, really appreciate that considering the situation surrounding that poor song. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I don't know. I think um, my guess is that it's too old for them to do that. Like I don't know if they would mm. release a new a new single from like an album ago. But, well, um, yeah, you you yeah that okay that does make actually a little bit of sense too. But eh, I don't but, know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I mean, like, so it, uh-huh. it did. Um, it did. You know, make it through the tournament, which I guess they thought they thought it might, uh, given that they you know let off with this little legalistic thing at the at the beginning of the tournament which said you know if we have the rights to it <laughs> if we don't yeah, have the rights true. to it it's not going on mm-hmm. i guess there is a renewed interest that 
even if there's not a, a video of the sort of like, you know, karate or BMC sort, uh, right. that live video could conceivably be released, I suppose. Yeah. Kind of with you on that one, Paul. I, I don't I don't see them releasing that specifically as a single. Or ripping that out of something on Budokan just to throw on YouTube. Yeah. Just because it is old. That, that, that would feel weird. Well, yeah, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you could do that as a... Um, a promotion for the inevitable ten thousand dollar oh yeah twenty Blu-ray collection right? of this Budokan series. Oh my lands! Um, I don't. I'm not looking forward to that price tag at all. Like right. <laughs> well, they did the same thing. There's precedent, right? They did the same thing for um, Legend S. They released um, what was it? No rain, no rainbow. Yeah. as a video. Yeah, yeah. To promote it. Um. So you know they could do something like that. That's a possibility too. Yeah. That's arguably the most significant thing there. I mean, like there, there are there are several other significant things that have happened already in in the Budokan shows that we will get to, but I, from dusk till dawn does feel like it stands out a bit as being the most significant. Yeah, for sure. We of course, and no, we haven't seen uh, we haven't seen it very well. I mean, like because all there are are fan cams, um, and there aren't many of them, but uh, it's still you know it, we've seen enough. To know that it's actually happened. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And I think from one of the fan cams that was it, swiftly taken down by Muse. Thanks, Muse. Um, <laughs> uh, a lot of people are thinking that, well, I mean, I even listened to it. I'm pretty sure that somebody was recorded as a secondary backup song, you know, added in with Moa and thinking that it might actually have been Momoko. But uh, whatever the recording was, or at least from what it sounded like, whomever was saying the secondary part of, of the line, you know, heart and all that stuff, mm-hmm. was definitely way deeper than normal. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm, I'm honestly, I've only ever heard, you know, a few things from like a few little, you know, SG videos I might have seen, but I've never heard her talk like that you know mm-hmm. so she might have that lower register i guess i'm not musically inclined to in in that regard but i mean it could have very well possibly been her so but i think which would have been cool um yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think it was pretty probably her yeah yeah but uh, with all the these things there, there. Th- there's this this huge you know kind of like I, i'm not sure exactly what to call it but confirmation bias perhaps but i mean like you know yeah. we, we think it must be her and so we hear her in it but i mean like, right you know it could have been I mean, you know there's a fair amount of this that people debate this and on even like, like on the legend metal galaxy recording you know is this just like 15 sues <laughs> or <laughs> is is ma in there somewhere you know right. yeah um so and you know it, it could be anybody with a slightly deeper voice too yeah in principle but it would be it'd be cool if it turned out to be true i mean there's a there's a very similar thing uh about a one of the other songs that got performed at a later budokan show where it's like you know we know nothing about the the actual people involved but uh there's a right. there's an obvious guess to make and so people will say oh it must be these people and believe it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so speculating about this band doesn't definitely make me non-committal um <laughs> yes. so I'm, I'm not going i'm not going to say 100 percent, but it does sound like her yeah um and if, even if you don't have a lot of experience 
listening to past content from her in Sakura Gakuen. Um, you can listen to Legend Metal Galaxy, where I think it's pretty obvious that the three Avengers each had their own. Um, they did. Um, yeah. Parts of the backing track during IDZ. And it, it was- does match pretty well what we hear during From Dust Till Dawn and others at Budokan. Yeah. And I'm definitely looking forward to, uh, you know, the, the real recordings. Yes. <laughs> the, the, the pro yes, shots. Because, indeed. Uh, I mean, there's, there is, I can't not watch the fan cams, but, uh, but you know, they're terrible in comparison to what we will eventually True. get. Okay. That was the main sort of exciting bit of yes. Budokan three to four. And wow, wow trucks were definitely at one of them, maybe both of those first two. So, so I think that was it though for for Budokan three to four, and then um, Budokan five and six uh, introduced a whole bunch of interesting stuff. Yes, <laughs> yes, it did. As I rub my little grubby hands together. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lord, it just makes me just smile so big. Uh-huh. It really does. It's just, it's. Uh, yeah. So, so maybe you know to to actually do this chronologically. Um, uh-huh. The I think the first thing, the very first thing that happened that we would not necessarily have been expecting, was that uh, there was a kind of a version of Baby Metal Death that opened yes. the show. Yes. <laughs> so that was that was interesting. It it's when I heard it, I actually um what it reminds me of is like when they do sometimes. I mean, I th- Baby Metal themselves, I think, have done this a couple times, but I've definitely seen other other people do it, where they'll go on a TV show and they'll do like a medley, you know, so there's like a little bit of a little bit of several different songs all smushed together, but it's just like a little, little chunk. And that's what it, that's kind of the way I felt this Baby Metal death was. It's, it's like a couple of sections out of the middle. Um, so it's not, it wasn't, it wasn't the full song. It didn't start at the beginning right. and it didn't end at the end. Right. Um, it was really just a, like a couple of transitions, uh, and nobody was on stage as far as I know, except the band, <laughs> but, um, uh, but it was still cool. Well, they there, came up on crosses, right? Well, it looked like, I don't know. <laughs> it looked, well, there was a tiny, tiny fan cam, I think that was shared. Um, it looked like that there was the, the episode 10 symbol that was on stage and it looked like somebody was in front of the symbol. So they might've came up on the symbols as, yeah. as like a thing. Um, yeah. I didn't, I didn't actually see anybody on the stage. I, I, I the thing I was looking yeah. at, it just had the symbol come up sort of out of the mist and then fade yeah. back into the mist. Well, you can see, cause I, if I think you're probably, I mean, there's only two that I think I've, I've seen so far and there's, it's probably we're probably seeing the same one, but if you look down below the symbol, you could see there is a pair of legs there. Huh. So I wasn't sure if it was like somebody who had like a ten symbol, like as one of those like mascot things. <laughs> I was just like, oh yeah, <laughs> that seems a little odd. Just okay. And then somebody had mentioned about there being, you know, the, you know, the cross and things. I was like, oh okay, well that would make a little bit more sense. <laughs> right. Yeah, and that X book called it an interlude version. I think that's pretty accurate. And holy crap, it, it's heavy. Oh, they made it heavier. My goodness. This arrangement of it slaps. I, it my is, God. It's just, oh, oh, like totally very headbanger, like on your knees, start bowing, just do the death thing, just, just go hog wild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I was talking to somebody on, on 
Twitter, a, a good friend of mine, and we were just like, if, if they keep this as an opener, we're just going to lose our minds. <laughs> it's just, it's just going to be absolutely fantastic. It's very, I, I'm curious to see if they do, if they do, do, do use it as an opener. Like if there would be some like thing, like they did with the prior version of baby metal death where, you know, they do their little jumps and, things not that i expect jumps to actually happen not with this version <laughs> but definitely mm -hmm. the whole crossed arms box signs something along those lines maybe doing a routine or maybe i don't know like it would be definitely a great opener though for mm -hmm. sure i yeah okay so my theory is it's gone after budokan's over um because i think what they were doing is actually um, my it looks like what they're doing is they're trying to go through the tournament winners. And so yes. because baby metal death made it through the tournament, they needed to do it and they did it. They adapted it to the current circumstance, but I don't think that, I don't think it, it, it sort of exists as an introduction song. I mean, like that's the whole mm -hmm. point. Like we are this, you know, we are Sue, we are you, we are Moa, we are baby metal. Yeah. And, um, they don't need to do that anymore. <laughs> I, well, I just true, I feel yeah. like this is really in a, a very old category at this point, and probably yeah. it's it's this is its last visit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, normally I would agree with you, but I, I can't rule it out anymore just because true. you know they played from dusk till dawn. Never thought that would happen again. You know that was a huge surprise. Mm -hmm. But it's the same the same reason, though, right? Yeah. Sure, it's the same. It's the same reason. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Well, we assume it's the same reason. Yeah. Um, and the you know the other things they played that we'll talk about here in a minute, we were also specifically told by the band they were never going to play them again. So. And here we are. Right. And here we are. <laughs> yeah, but they won the tournament. I mean, so so that's what I guess that's what I was thinking is they they're sort of following this you know this outline of what what they're trying to do, but they have to you know if they want to do that they want to they need to play these older songs and they, and yet they are adapting them somewhat for the present moment you know so big metal death doesn't have you in it and doesn't have anybody in it um right you know, from dust till dawn right. made it through basically the same um they they adapted at least one of these other old ones and there's going to be another one probably if this is the right interpretation of what they're doing which they're presumably going to have to adapt in some way as well um but i but i do think that this is part of the 10-year thing and that uh, they'll be done with these, and I'm sure they'll have a nice opener in the future. <laughs> but I'm not. I, I kind of doubt it's going to be this. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's. I mean, you know, we're all speculating. I'm speculating in a different direction. Yeah, but, it's all yeah. speculations at this point. Only the fox god knows. The setlist order has been exactly the same for all of these shows. They've been swapping out these two two songs from each set. Uh -huh to conform to the theory that they're just going through the, the 10 legend song tournament winners. Right. The, uh, okay. And then the, the next thing that was new, uh, for Budokan five and six was, uh, they played Akatsuki, which they had not played for a while. Not since, uh, not since the dark Knight carnival set, uh, 2018. So it's been a few years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I think of that one as being, I think of it as being played a lot because they just played it in like throughout the U.S. tour before that, right? Yeah, they. So, yeah, that was the staple. Yeah, all that one in uh, GJ was was uh, Moa's staple essentially. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, yeah, I saw the Return of the Muscle Sisters. They came out and did the fight. Yes. Um, also, slightly different arrangement. Well, not slightly. Pretty different arrangement. Mm-hmm. Um, was it the, uh, the the second bridge transitioned from the Akatsuki we all know to the unfinished version? And then it switched right back into it. And, right. And then it went right back. Um, so you kind of get this this cool mashup version that we hadn't really heard before. It is, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It, is, it was pretty neat. I, I, yeah, that was, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> the return of Babe Metal Death in Budokan 5 and 6 was, was a big thing. Um, mm-hmm. Akatsuki was, you know, that was neat because we had a solo again. Uh, but probably the most, you know, dramatic thing that happened is the return, return of Onodari Daisakusen, which uh, that's what, you know, <laughs> yeah. we, we were told, we were told they're not going to do this again. Then they did it again, and now they did it again, again. <laughs> but um, but I do think yes. that this is quite possibly because uh, you know because of this tournament. I really yeah. do like that song too. One. I mean, like uh, that I is do what, too. it's I, it is yeah. one that I start with when I listen. You know. Yeah, it's it's just it is catchy, albeit the subject matter is a little, you know, different, but. <laughs> <laughs> the song in and of itself is as far as rhythm and sound it's just like yeah it's it's, it's, I, it's yeah, up there I, i've always really liked it i guess we've never this isn't one that we've talked about specifically but um you know i've always sort of taken that to be i have this theory that i that i talk about all the time which is basically like you know what i think this whole project is is basically you know somebody's idea of what little kids misinterpret metal as you know when they don't really understand what they're hearing <laughs> and you know, so I always really like this as kind of like, you know, the equivalent of like uh, some kind of gangster song or whatever, right? You know, it's like, you know, in the little kid version, it's like, you know, you know, getting your parents to give you stuff, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's okay. a fun interpretation. I see that. Yeah, that is a fun interpretation. I like it. <laughs> so, um, you know, and, you know, it is, it is, it, all of the, I think, Black Wave Metal songs do have that, that kind of, that kind of edge to them a, a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. that, well, maybe not song four, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, but they but they are the sort of the darker the darker side yeah. songs. Yeah, I mean what? Let's see. GJ was about basically like traveling around after school and stuff, just busy day. And then let's see, sis anger. Well, that one that one is darker. Yeah, GJ I guess is a little bit more dark. That one's really dark. Yeah, one I think G- GJ is a little bit more about just like you know surviving the crowds. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> It is Japan. <laughs> they have crowds. Oh boy, do they have crowds! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, like uh, the reason that they said they weren't going to do it anymore, we would imagine, is that it is it is really a very little kid perspective song. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's like you know, the way you get dad to give you stuff is you know, act cute, <laughs> right. <laughs> and, right? With with mercenary intent. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and so it is. It, you know, it is really weird to have uh, a slightly older person, particularly an actual adult, you know, singing yeah. it. Uh, they that, did a really cool thing to make it work, though. Yeah. And, and, it, yeah. and I gotta, I gotta, gotta give them just huge credit. I, you know, I would have never thought of this in a million years. Yeah. Um, the performance of this, they had uh, four described to me as four backup dancers, all smaller than Moa. Uh, and the and the interpretation that I think is being accepted is it's like Moa was teaching them how to do things yeah. through this yeah. song, right? So she's she's become the mentor 
in this. And I think that's a brilliant way to to do this and to get around the fact that the song is from a, like Paul said, very little kid perspective. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, they had, as far as their outfits were concerned, they had the ones from, um, Oh, the, the song just went out of my head. Oh, my god! Well, it was gosh. like 2015 Makahari. It was red tutu, yeah. black socks with the uh, bone hoodie. So, yeah. you know, it was, it was the classic Onidai Daisakusen look, yeah. yeah. you know, from five or six years ago. Yeah. But with the addition of the face masks, which, you know, are sort of timely and topical, but also make it, you know, make make the dancers even more anonymous. <laughs> right. Yeah. So they were hood up and they had the, um, the 10 BMY face mask, mm-hmm. COVID face mask on. Um, there is speculation on who these performers were. There's, there's just, there's no way to know. It's all speculation. Um, exactly. I think there's precedent. I'll, I'll say who, who the Japanese mates think they are. Um, but again, this is purely speculation. There's, there's no way to really confirm this. Um, unless maybe there's a hint of it on Fresh tonight. Yeah. Or um, I mean, yeah, they say. But I mean, like that's. The, so we, we, we kind of, we have mostly speculation of like where they could be drawn from right right so the, the theory is they're all amused kids um the the soft identification is uh miyu oshima from chow smiles neo sato miko takada and sakia kimura from sakura Gakuen. yeah but i guess the question i have about that is if if somebody said there are four people they seem shorter than moa are those the exact same people you would have said even having never seen these people on stage I mean, like, I guess what I'm saying is, like, I'm I'm not convinced that those names weren't already at the top of the list before trying to do any visual identification. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It could be them, but especially with being so far away from the stage because of you know the COVID separation and stuff. That I mean, unless you had binoculars and were like specifically just pinpointing yourself, and it's also for the fact that I'm pretty sure via via fan camp i don't think there was a whole lot of rotation so i don't know how they could have identified even two of those people so it's i mean so the, the best bit of information <laughs> i have from twitter is from a pretty reliable japanese fan mm-hmm. um who says basically i was watching the show through binoculars <laughs> and speculating with my friends based on what we could see through the binoculars yeah, right. Fair enough. Um, and and to be fair, if you can see the upper half of these girls' faces, I'm sure I could pick them out in a crowd. I've watched enough SG to to be able to do that. So uh, I'm not going to say I'm okay. not going to rule it out. I'm not going to say it's impossible. Um, I definitely wouldn't have recognized um, the girl from Chow Smiles, Mew, mm-hmm. if that's who that is. Um, but the, there's no way to be to know for sure unless they have some really good shots of them in the pro shot. Yeah. yeah. Or they mentioned something. It wouldn't be the first time that um, something has been mentioned on Sako Gakuin. Kind of. They, 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 they kind of <laughs> they kind of tiptoed around it on a fresh episode with Kano. Yeah. After she made her debut, mm-hmm. right? Her, of her doing extracurricular activities. <laughs> yes. That weekend. So I remember that. <laughs> it, it's it's not impossible. Um, I will definitely be watching Fresh tonight to see if anything like that happens. Um, but it would be it would be very cool. And in case people don't actually know what that is, um, Fresh is a it's a sort of like weekly show that Sakura Gakuin uh, does. For us, it's like Monday super early mornings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's seven p.m. Monday evening Japan time. However, that translates to you. Yeah, six a.m. 
EST. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm quite skeptical of the, the names, even though, uh, the, uh, even though it seems like, you know, it's a kind of a no brainer that the first place they would th- consider bringing people in from would be SG and Chow Smiles. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll see. I, I really like the idea of it. I think that'd be really cool. Oh yeah, it, it's. I'm having. I've had a really hard time reconciling me wanting this to believe, wanting to believe this, and knowing it's speculation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where it's like in like my perspective, because I'm not as like heavily involved with a lot of the other amuse you know groups and things. It's just like all cute. There's four dancers on the stage. This is adorable, <laughs> and that's about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think you know. So to the extent that these are all of these things are sort of like career development uh, endeavors. This is a pretty good opportunity oh, to, yeah. to give them. Absolutely. I, it's, I, it is almost certainly a two off. I mean, like uh, now that Budokan six is over, this song is gone. <laughs> right. And just to say too, it would have been Sakia's 12th birthday on the Friday performance. So that would have been a pretty awesome birthday. I imagine if oh, this gosh. is, if, if this pans out her? to be true. <laughs> oh man that'd be the best birthday present ever man <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> i got to perform with baby metal huh? <laughs> yeah well that's kind of old hat for her i mean she's done a lot of stuff with per- per- perfume and she's she's all over the place so. well true yeah i guess yeah that's true <laughs> to be honest i know nearly nobody from sakura gakuin you know what after <laughs> after you and yeah. graduated but yeah uh i know i know of kano and I know of Momoko, <laughs> but I mean, you know, there's only the girl so with the glasses was soy, 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 yeah. soy, soy, okay. Yeah. I kept my eye on her because I was like, yes, girl with glasses. That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's uh, and she's, you know, one of the and one five people now. Yeah. Now she's doing yeah one five. Uh, was there, I don't know if there's more to say about Onodari Dysoxin. It's, I mean, it's, um, it's amazing. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking mm-hmm. forward to seeing that it happen uh, on the pro shot. Yes. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. But yeah, so I guess maybe the last piece of this, I mean, I, I already sort of was talking about this, but if they really are trying to go through the tournament winners, then the tournament winners were IDZ, Onodari de Saxon, Catch Me If You Can, and then a bunch of other stuff that doesn't matter because Catch Me If You Can is what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and that would be the only one they haven't played from the winner yeah. list yet, yeah. right? So yeah. I think so, yeah. So I think, I mean, I guess what I would expect, given that expectations are, you know, designed to be subverted, but um, is that in whatever the next ones are, seven and eight, we we get Catch Me If You Can. Um, right. In some form. And if they do it, what the heck do they do for the last two? Well, that's going to be after Fox Day, and so it's quite possible that there's going to be, you know, some larger thing that happens for those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it- Looking forward to it, as they say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or please, no, it's please look forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, so Catch Me If You Can has, it's not, it it doesn't have quite the same problem that Onodari de Saxon did. Uh, Catch Me If You Can is uh, like, it's kind of a pseudo Black Baby Metal song almost. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Um, and it, it's some somewhat childish. I mean, it's about you know, hey ogre, come and catch yeah. me. You it's know? literally about hide and seek. So yeah. yeah, a little bit of hide and seek. Yeah. So I wonder um, if they'll try to do the sim- a similar kind of trick. You know, if if there is going to be a second appearance of of the, uh, you know, the little kids. 
That would be fun. That would be interesting. Everybody in a train going through Sue's legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my lands. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that would be fun. Well, the dresses are a little longer than they used to be, so that might be a little little hard. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I, I think they're going to need to do something else. <laughs> I don't know what, but it, yeah. Yeah, it would be a little rough. And also with the fact of, you know, it's a back it was a back and forth between you and Moa, you know, are they gonna do the same thing as as, you know, give me chocolate and have Moa sing the whole entire mm-hmm. thing? Which I mean, of course, I'm not against that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I well, think that's pr- pretty likely. That's that's yeah. how I would do it. I yeah. think that's the precedent set, but who knows. I mean the thing that, that's always weird about uh that when that happens, particularly in Gimme Chocolate is that the camera doesn't know what to do. Like, the camera mm-hmm. always just shoots mm-hmm. over to the uh, the Avenger. Yeah. And so... And typically, they're usually, you know, mouthing it, too, yeah, when she's true. doing it, so... Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's fine. The, you know, drummer does that, too. <laughs> but, <laughs> yes! <laughs> but, uh, I mean, sometimes I, sometimes I do see people complain about that. It's like, why are they doing that? Why don't they just give them a mic? But, I mean, like, you know, they're... Every, everybody's mouthing along. <laughs> it's not yeah. just the Avenger. Yeah. Right. But uh, anyway, so we'll see. We'll see what happens, I guess. Um, but I do expect to see it, uh, which is kind of cool because I kind of didn't expect to see it again. So, yeah. Yeah. If they do do it, that would, that would mark only the second time in this podcast history. We've made a correct prediction. not bad Hmm. taking notes (laughs) so anyway yeah i guess um i guess that's basically that's basically that pretty much covers where we are in the in the budokan evolution so when is the next one i don't have that in front of me Uh, it's mid-march sometime Um, okay so we have we have two or three weeks i don't have it in front of me either but it is a couple weeks in march Okay. Yeah, and then, and then the the last two are in April. Right. Yeah. So that's that's the main thing I remember is that they they set this up so Fox Day cuts off nine and ten. Right. So yeah, I, I don't even know what to think about Fox Day. You know, people pretty much since like the second day after Metal Galaxy was released, people are going, "We want a new song," <laughs> because yeah. people are just dumb. But um, well. I mean, it had its own, you know, the whole situation, you know, they weren't expecting to have to drag it out as long as they did either. I think they were, you know, expecting to have everything released in like the end of 2018, I think, was probably the original plan. But of mm-hmm. course, we all know what happened. So. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm not actually sure because uh, I've heard the exact opposite that that Koba actually wanted to wait, wait longer. But, oh, really? um, but Amuse said, no way, man. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yeah, I mean, like, like I think, I think Legend Metal, uh, I think Metal, Metal Galaxy got released earlier than Koba would have, um, would have preferred. Oh. Um, because I think he wanted, I think he wanted to make it, well, I don't know, I'm not sure if he wanted to make it coincide with the, the, um, 10th anniversary or not, but there was definitely, you know, when, Back when we had uh, Amuse input on the Discord, um, that was one of the things that we had heard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, but um, anyway, I, part of what I was thinking was that it's it has now been a while since Metal Galaxy has been released. Um, yeah. 
one thing that kind of bugs me is that people have often said, well, you know, they've, they haven't had anything to do, you know, for this year, surely they've made new music, but well, for one thing, you know, the pandemic is hard. It's not, not a lot of people aren't just sitting around idly, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. um, some people are, but not certainly not everybody. And the other thing is that the people who do a lot of the music, you know, composition and recording wouldn't be affected by whether they're touring or not. I mean, you know, that's not the same people. (laughs) That's true. Mm. Yeah. So, so I don't, I don't think that the pandemic itself is an explanation for like why we expect there to be music, but it has been over a year now, right? Since the album was out. So it's been, yeah, it's about a, yeah, almost a year and a half at this point. Yeah. About a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it is conceivable that that might be, something that we get out of Budokan 9 and 10. Episode 11. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, no. If if they are saying that Metal Resistance episodes are finito, then it yep. might be yeah, a new be... episode yep. name. Yep, episode A. So, yeah, episode A. <laughs> a1. New area. New, yeah. new area. New, it is a new area. <laughs> new era. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, Lance. Yeah, I mean, I, I I find it pretty hard to take any of that stuff seriously because, I mean, yeah, every I second concert is like Apocalypse, Doomsday, end of, you know, is this the end was how Legend <laughs> S was broadcast, you know? And, yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, I think, you know, Legend Z even was yeah, like, Legend you know, Z. it counted down to nothing and then disintegrated the logo. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are many yeah. years later. <laughs> yeah, yep. true. So. Yeah, kind of got to, you kind of got to, <laughs> being in this fandom, you kind of got to take everything with just a, a grain of salt and just kind of yeah, run time. with it and just just enjoy the ride. Yeah. Basically, that's kind of what I have to do just to kind of keep myself sane. <laughs> yep, <laughs> absolutely. Lord Almighty, yeah, no, I, I couldn't do it. It's just like, oh, okay, it happened. And it's like, okay, well, this could happen. But it's like, eh, if it does, it does. If it doesn't, well, you know. They still around. They still exist. I like their music, and it's still fun. So that's kind of, kind of how I have to fly along with it. So, yeah, yeah, and I, you know, I there's always basically with any any band, any artistic endeavor, you know, uh, when they get to the next thing that they do, it can either be different or it can be the same. Yeah, and exactly. There will be people who will complain if it's different, and there will yes. be people who complain if it's the same. Yep, <laughs> yep. that's true. So exactly. That's, you can't satisfy everybody, unfortunately. I guess it, kind of my two cents in that regard is is that so long as the artist in and of themselves is enjoying what they're doing and they feel like they themselves are being, you know, they're, they're you know, creatively expressing themselves and they're pushing themselves and they're enjoying it, then that's good enough in my book. Now, it, it, kind of like, Quick example, I know we don't talk about Linkin Park, but Linkin Park kind of did that thing, albeit I did not enjoy a lot of their like newer stuff, but I still love them as a band because they were doing newer stuff. So it would be kind of the same concept. <laughs> yeah, I, I, although I don't know that group. <laughs> um, not I mean, fair like, enough. <laughs> I mean, nevertheless, I mean, like, you know, that's certainly makes sense. The, mm-hmm. the people who shift dramatically, you know, some people are not going to like it because it's not like what they used to do. But mm-hmm. um, I think also with with Babe Metal specifically, you know, it's sort of like we have we do have the they're not the old stuff is not being taken away. 
um, we still have that, even if they do something different and we maybe don't like as much the thing that they do that's different. I mean, like you, you haven't lost anything. You just haven't gained anything. Um, and I think that maybe is particularly true in this case, because one thing that is never coming back is them being 12, you know? <laughs> right. So whatever things relied on that, um, we have the record, but there's no point in continuing to try to do that in the future. Cause it will never be, you know, that is not in the future. Hang on. I can't let you get away with, you don't know Lincoln park. I don't, I don't, I've heard it. I, I, I know, I know it's spelled, I know there's a K in the first uh, word, but uh, well, I mean, that's at least something. That's something. I, I will give him credit for that. Yeah. What, I mean, like, how would I have, there's no way you haven't heard at least one of their songs. Have you watched a transformers movie? Uh, not intentionally. I did. Unintentionally, I, have you watched one? Uh, I I was taken to one. You've heard a Lincoln Park song because yeah. they did all of the stupid music for those movies. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't I don't remember there being any songs. And but I okay. don't I don't know about stupid, but that's a matter of opinion. <laughs> yeah. No, hey, I all, think, of, um, all of those were terrible. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna put this in the chat. And if you haven't heard this before, just listen to it, just just to educate your music mind. Sure. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I'm, I'm, conf- I'm slightly conflating. I'm pretty sure that I saw a Transformers movie, but it, but it might be slightly, slightly conflating that with... Uh, now I've lost track of what that other what one is. What would you too, confuse it with? It's one of, the, it's one of these... Uh, where where like it takes two people to like mind meld into this big robot that fights other monsters. <laughs> oh, um, you're but, probably thinking of Pacific Rim. Yeah, Pacific Rim. Yeah, yeah you're thinking that that's one. That's probably what. Because you... I think that's what people say. Oh, the people they like this movie. I, I, I it was I I could not believe how like like well, anyway I didn't like it very much. <laughs> Let's <laughs> just leave it at that. So everyone's like, they're not good movies. It was, like, the, it was but they're super fun. Super shallow. Yeah. I mean, like it was shallow and incomprehensible. <laughs> Why do you need people's Was there substance? (laughs) Paul, Paul, you don't go to a movie like that expecting (laughs) Shakespeare when it's giant robots beating up giant aliens from another dimension. Yeah, Yeah, well, that's the thing. Essentially, it was was kind of like a group outing to a movie, uh, and that was not the one I voted for. But (laughs) the group went. Sometimes you just kind of got to go with the flow, and it's just like, Grit your teeth and be like, well, as long as everybody else enjoyed it, I guess I enjoy the fact that they enjoyed it. So we'll move was on. There was, there was I another one. next time. Uh, maybe it was called Lucy or something. There was something about like, you know, like use it using the other 90% of your brain or something like that. Oh, that was with um, uh, was, Scarlett oh, Johansson. Yes. Yeah, I, found I didn't this, get um, to see that one. I can't remember the name of it. I yeah. think it was called Lucy. Yeah. Yeah. I had I, I, I saw that with the same group different year and um, I found that similarly ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! But anyway, so this is, I should stop going to movies with that group. <laughs> the <laughs> ultimate uh, conclusion there. <laughs> um, or so anyway. or I should get more votes. Ah. One, one of the two. <laughs> yeah. Although then they would hate it. <laughs> so I, I realized partway through this that. Um, uh, we actually do have a topic for this episode, and and we never we haven't reached it yet. Um, so maybe it's time to turn to the topic, um, which you know we're sort of getting slightly into here, um, and say you know welcome Maggie. Hi. Tell us a little about about yourself. Yeah. Thank so, so you. Like, um, uh, how, how did you come to know Baby Metal? 
basically I became a fan in 2015. There was a girl that I was acquaintances with here locally and her like big interest was foxes. And on Facebook for her birthday, a friend of hers, who I no idea, posted a video. And I cannot remember which video it was. was like, hey, there's this Japanese group that deals a lot with foxes. You know, <laughs> albeit I know metal is not your thing, but it's still kind of cool to look at. And it was baby metal. And so it just so happened. I was like, I like Japan. Okay. And so I watched it. And of course, you know, roughly searching the internet like what is this this is amazing this is fun this is cute this is metal this is fantastic <laughs> and uh and it just so happened because i do remember this specifically it was either march or april of 2015 because that was right before um because i'm located in ohio the united states mm -hmm. um which is east coast essentially um, which is also home to the former Rock on the Range in Columbus. Oh, yeah. um, and it was either a month, a month and a half before that happened when they were first there in 2015. And all the tickets were sold out. And I was devastated. So I was like, oh, my Aww. God, they're only going to come here once. And and I'm just like, I'll never get to see them again. And oh, my God. You know, I was I was <laughs> devastated. So I was like, OK, I'm just going to keep it, keep in track with these people. And then, of course, now, five, six years later, here I <laughs> <Yeah>. am. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was my introduction was a little little birthday blurb. <laughs> That's cool. Huh. Yeah, I I can identify with that. I, you know, I also sort of got to know them fairly soon after they had passed through my city, and I was totally panicking. It's like you know, these yeah. they're, they're this is a band of little kids. They're not going to be little kids anymore. This is going to end, and I'm going to miss it. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah. So you said you, that uh, you know metal is not your thing. Uh, so you well, didn't. So is that you? You're well, coming at okay. this from a different. Uh, musical background some somewhat so um i will say as far as childhood stuff is concerned that i was very blessed with my mother and father being uh they're interested in multiple different genres um mm -hmm. except my father did a lot of the rock and and uh, bluegrass 80s hair metal or 80s <laughs> hair rock that that sort of thing but he was never really into metal like hardcore metal um the closest probably would have been and i'm it was metallica <laughs> uh -huh. um so I mean, that was really my first introduction to be completely honest i loved the black album and um <laughs> i also my first initial introductions were uh load and reload which apparently is like the worst ones to get introduced to but i <laughs> found funny. them absolutely fantastic um although i recently had my childhood ruined um but i if anybody's interested in that i could always blurb about that later um <laughs> about the covers for the two albums anyway um but also through the 90s uh my dad kind of got into a little bit of marilyn manson and a little bit of uh white zombie rob zombie um my brother and i who my brother is about five years younger than i am mm. um we'd kind of my my parents had a sizable cd collection so you know we'd every once in a while like sneak in and like okay well i'm gonna listen to this one and then of course it'd get all scratched and then my father would yell at us for <laughs> CDs. Um, 
but uh, you know, I I did listen to a little bit of Marilyn Manson, not a whole lot, but I still decent amount of Rob Zombie, like White Zombie, and mm-hmm. so I was just like, okay, this stuff is really cool, but I never really like really got into yeah. it. Um, I do listen to a lot of um, like electronica dance tech sort of things um i do like standard like mainstream rock uh and i do like some mainstream pop not as much as i used to but um you know britney spears was my jam uh for a while (laughs) but um i think once i i don't know like with baby metal it at the time when I was being introduced, I, I, I have this thing where I kind of go through phases where I'm like, okay, this I really like this pop stuff. Okay, I'm going to be very tomboyish and I like this rock stuff, you know, Linkin Park, Metallica stuff. Okay, I'm switching back over to listen to a lot of electronica and things. It, it just kind of is a back and forth thing. Um, with Baby Metal, though, you know, I was pleasantly surprised that it did have, you know, the mix of the pop and the, and the metal together and it just meshed so well, and I think probably a lot of people would maybe agree with me, even who do listen to both variations of music, like it gives you this energy, like this aggressive hyperactivity, just energy. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's good for me because I tend to be kind of very hyperactive at times uh, for reasons. And you know, it, it it gives you that just like energy to get on with your day, no matter what. It just makes you happy. No, you know, unless you're listening to like No Rain, No Rainbow, where you're crying like a baby, or Shine, you know, where you're bawling <laughs> and it's like, oh, this is so beautiful. Uh, <laughs> but it just gives you, it just gives you that energy that you need to get through the day, and it's just, it's just fantastic. But to kind of re re bunny trail myself back to what I was talking about initially. Um, you know, after baby metal, I think is when I started to really actually started listening to a lot more metal metal. Uh-huh. Um, and of course there's been some introductions here or there. Um, and I definitely listen to a lot more like heavier stuff. So, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. um, since then, so I, you know, thank you, baby metal. I appreciate your introduction. You are doing your job. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I do, I had that mix of interests, but now baby metal has kind of expanded that for me. So yeah. Uh-huh. Cool. Cool. <laughs> My rant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's funny it's funny that you um you mentioned like starting metallica with the black album and and onward because that's that's like the the point at which i left them it's like oh well okay <laughs> they, they've gone in a direction i was not into <laughs> but uh yeah at any rate yeah, yeah. I, you know i don't know if it's interesting to, to say this but uh you know for me it was definitely um i was i was pretty into into sort of some you know metal stuff early on and then i just left it it had been years, years, years in the past, and you know that's what one thing that was kind of cool about baby metal was that like suddenly it's like oh yeah this was kind of neat <laughs> you know yeah um, and mm-hmm. it, it hasn't brought me that much back to the older stuff but it definitely has kind of like expanded me from like into other Japanese stuff uh, as well and and a little bit you know maybe m- perhaps Lincoln Park now as a result of this <laughs> yes excellent. <laughs> But, they they were like the first band that I 
was like actually a fan of like I was like I really and what's really sad is is I've never been to any other concerts and of course albeit you wouldn't know this but their lead singer did unfortunately commit a suicide a few years back so mm. they are now no longer I mean they're together but without their lead singer so yeah. mm-hmm. um so I you know that was kind of a hard take <laughs> yeah uh for me you know being the initial that was my jam and in, in, in high school uh well specifically my junior and senior year of high school was Lincoln Park uh there was another one called Fuel who was actually before Lincoln Park um that I was a big fan of but I wasn't as intense about it as Lincoln Park um and then the next big thing was was baby metal I mean it's yeah. just because like throw all my money at them <laughs> Well, <laughs> as we all do <laughs> in in the chat, we um a couple of photos were dropped in, and um so so apparently you met GMB Chumachuk too. Yes, he is a sweet, sweet man. He's very, very nice. I did an overnight trip because, like I said, I'm in Ohio, um, so I took a Greyhound bus overnight, um, with my Sue Metal outfit on, uh-huh. and uh, we went to the the panel or I went to the panel for the apocalypse or apocrypha, excuse me, legend mm-hmm. of baby metal, uh, graphic novel release, like panel, um, with, and it ended up meeting, um, a couple of fans there, uh, one from New York and then or from New York city specifically. And mm-hmm. one from Ireland, which yeah. you probably aren't are aware of who I'm speaking of. Yeah. Just, I mean, um, just, just saying it that way. <laughs> we already know who you mean. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he needs um, no introduction. Needs no introduction. The other Paul. The other Paul. And Brian, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, uh, Uncle Brian, my, I uh, lovingly it, it, uh, say as such, because he's just always so, just for everybody, making sure everyone's okay, just mm-hmm. being like, hey, you know, so I call him on uncle brian but he's awesome yeah he does, um, so he, it was, does he does a lot of the um fan meetup uh, organization yeah, he too. sets up a lot of that mm-hmm. yeah. but um so it was the three of us we all met together and uh i'll be i did spend a little bit of the day with with paul just running around new york city too because we had some time but yeah i uh, got to meet yeah the the artist he was just he was like super super nice and then i think the um the writer too he was really nice. Like everybody was, and there was mm-hmm. somebody from Amuse there, um, uh, and he was really, really nice too. We got to, got to talk to a few people. Um, I wonder if the person that was from Amuse is the person that we had, uh, like giving us information in the Discord. <laughs> it might. <laughs> I, be. I it honestly might don't know. Be. I have no idea. But he yeah. was really nice too. Um, everyone was really nice. I did take a picture with the two of them, um, and. Uh, there was actually another another person from New York, a New York City uh, a baby metal fan who was mm-hmm. there too. Uh, she used to run the Funko, not the Wondrous Journey, but she had a Funko Pop um, Instagram. She doesn't have it anymore, huh. but uh, she's still around on Twitter and things too as as another name. But uh, she, I think she was there too. Uh, just Jessica, I think it was her name. Mm-hmm. But. Cool. Um, but yeah, no that that was that was a fun day. That was really cool because that's when they actually dropped the beginning of um starlight mm-hmm. so we got mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. there for the introduction of starlight it was just like ah! that was cool <laughs> i think that was actually that was um that event was slightly before the the 
thing was released, yeah, I think, right? It was it was three it was two two or three weeks before yeah, before the whole announcement of Yui and then the release of Starlight, the the full song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, I believe that was the same day as the first uh show of the Chosen Seven series, I think too. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so we had a slight introduction because everyone was speculating, oh, is that Yui in the so yeah um but yeah i do i think i do remember too that uh like people were looking at the photos of that event to try to find spoilers for inside the graphic novel you know like the graphic novel itself wasn't out yet yeah yeah find the find the something or other uh, oh, the I can't. I can't. It was. It was like a hashtag, and it was like it ended up being just like a tome picture thing, which actually, um, I have. I'm looking at them right now. I do have all three of the posters that were released, and they are all signed by GME. Uh, and one Very of cool. the one poster, which is the one with the big crow looking thing, with uh, I think it's supposed like the Sioux person is holding up like a tablet and that was what the automite or something was. Yeah. The automite was, uh, ended up being so, but, uh, yeah, his art is just super, super cool. It's, it's really, really neat. And I'm really glad that he was able to, to do that. Have you had him on the podcast before? No, no, we, we talked to him a little bit, um, uh, sort of a long time ago when this was kind of new. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, that kind of fizzled out, but um, yeah, and- we, that's actually interesting inside information. He was going to be on the podcast, yeah, um, but just kind of started ghosting us and disappeared, like he did all of the people he didn't fulfill orders for. So yeah, which oh. might have they, they might be connected. I mean, like I, th- I think they might um, be connected. I think he is. Uh, he is a very pleasant person. I think he. I think he uh, actually is. Yeah. Like a, I think he teaches. Um, and yeah, he's a professor. Yeah. But um, and he has actually a pretty nice uh, podcast about sort of like the the mm-hmm. industry. I've listened but, to it a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like him a lot. I think he, I think he, uh, he would be a, a interesting guest. But the problem is that uh, for all those things that he's good at, uh, sort of actual like fulfilling orders and mailing things <laughs> is not yeah. a strong suit. Um, so a yeah. lot of people got their their he like might got know, a bit overwhelmed more than he. He didn't probably realize how much he was in for when he did yeah. this. Yeah, so yeah, he, I mean, he uh, took orders for commissioned work, and that you know that was all him basically, and that that wound up being pretty slow to go out if it went out at all. Right. Um, but also the uh, like some of the some of the deluxe uh, apocryphas and stuff, you know, got kind of banged up in shipping because they yeah. were really mm-hmm. not very well packaged. No, they weren't. I I got one that had a little bit of a. It has a little bit of a crease on the uh, edge of it, but, yeah. um, I mean, elsewise it's a it's in good condition. So I was just like, you know what, I'm not gonna worry about it. It'll be fine, you know. Yeah. But, but I think it would be fun to talk to. Like, I, I oh yeah. Uh, apart from the fact that it would be hard, hard to avoid, you know, the critiques of <laughs> the shipping. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it would be fun to kind of hear a little bit about. The interactions. I mean, we heard mm-hmm. some of it, and I think I read it AMA, AMA or something. But uh, uh-huh. uh, with with Team Baby Metal and like the degree to which they're connected, because I think Chomachuk worked a lot, mostly with Amuse USA, um, mm. and kind of yeah. only yeah, directly with right. the, yeah. um, Japan. Mm. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> that, that was it. Was inspired by a, a 
picture that was posted in our uh, Discord chat. But uh, another thing that's sort of notable about that is that uh, you you do go all in <laughs> on this when you Me? when you're attending events. Oh, you, uh, <laughs> uh, I try. <laughs> yeah, it looks, um, it looks great. Oh, thank you. Actually, um, and I I do make costumes. That's my jam. I enjoy it a lot. Um, I have, uh, for funding purposes, I did sell that specific one. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure to whom. I mean, I do know to whom, but not like specifically. Mm -hmm. I just know that um, for that specific outfit, um, it was a girl's birthday. Her father had bought it for her Uh and she did wear it to, I think... I think it might have been Kansas City, uh, not 20, 2019, uh-huh. uh, whenever they went the second time. Yeah, the rewriting memories he, edition. <laughs> yeah, um, I think she wore it to that. Um, and then I did I did make one for um, Legend M. Uh-huh. I, I made the outfit from for that Moa was wearing for Legend S. I made that for that show. Um, I did sell that to some girl in, in Florida. I've not seen it since. Uh-huh. Um, I did make an outfit for, <laughs> and apparently from what I've been told is that, I, that it was the quickest one. To, <laughs> it was the first person to actually make it. Um, I made the 2018 Sioux outfit um, mm-hmm. like only like five days or like, I can't remember how many days prior to Charlotte. I made that one and I did sell that one. I do know who I sold it to. Uh, She wore it to uh, the forum. Uh I did not get to see her at the forum with it on, but I did see pictures and she looked adorable in it. Albeit (laughs) we're like, like we're like five size difference. Uh (laughs) Me being the bigger, (laughs) the bigger of the two. So like she had to like take it in and she did a little bit of editing with it, which was, it was, it looked really nice. I was really impressed. Um, but um, and then the last one that I did was it took me about a week and a half to do like hardcore and I did the Metal Galaxy outfit. And by golly, Molly, I am never letting that thing go. This holy smokes, the work that went into it. I just I am highly impressed by all the design factors of whomever makes the baby metal outfits now. They're just like purposely making things harder (laughs) (laughs) it's just like "Mm, well um (laughs) okay but yeah i i try to have fun and it's just like cosplay is just is 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 fun as well so you know putting the two together i enjoy it and so yeah now i haven't gotten to the point of learning all the dances (laughs) i just dress up (laughs) that's it (laughs) so our listeners can look forward to some good costuming insights in the future i think what yeah, do you think of the um the uh-huh. like the Dark Knight Carnival uh ones? Did you because uh, th- those um, always I think of those as being super intricate. Those were very very intricate because there there's a lot of things like with their outfits and stuff. And I'll try not to delve into too much because, like Kevin said, we might try to do something sure yeah about this at we, some point in time. This but, could be a teaser um, for a future episode. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, it was very intricate. A lot of different materials were used and like you kind of had to keep looking back into it. It It's like, oh, wait, I missed this part. There's this part like their neck pieces were actually like you could like you could actually see through the top portion of the like the arch 
which mm. you don't notice it straight off unless you're like zooming in is like well wait a second this is actually you know mm-hmm. but like i said this just kind of makes it very i just very it's like amused can you please hire me yeah <laughs> It's like, can I work with you on these? This would be great. Uh, but not that that's, I think, is ever going to happen. I don't have the professionalism of my costuming to be able to match up to be able to do that sort of thing. But plus, I, I do like only really doing it as a hobby. I don't really do it as like a job. Every once in a while, I'll do commissions. But And I have had a few people do some commissions. Uh, there's a girl in Chicago. Um, I've done a couple of outfits for her. One for Baby Metal, which was for the last year. And then uh, I did one for her for when we saw Ghost together up in Chicago, which huh. also another band, if you've not heard of them, pretty fantastic. If you can get past the whole tight of Santanic thing, but <laughs> it took a moment, but it did. And it's still pretty good. And then I did do another commission as well. So although I'm, this is not an open invitation to be asking me for commissions, I'm just saying that uh, right away. Because <laughs> I, I, I just... It's very kind of like a hit or miss sort of thing. So, but uh, I do enjoy it. I do enjoy costuming. And, and I will say, you know, since going and seeing Baby Metal, which was like, I think my first show was 2016. That's basically all I've been cosplaying is Baby Metal. (laughs) I haven't been cosplaying anything else. Mm -hmm. uh, Just because there's just... That's just what I do my cosplay for now is is for baby metal concerts at this point. Um, I actually just came up with an a, a outfit that I've put together for just random SGs. Um, I haven't really done anything non-baby metal <laughs> until this one. So, albeit though, I'm curious, as soon as the, uh, as soon as like the release of the, 10 baby metal gold outfits i was just i already made mention i was just like i it's not happening no i'm not making this no <laughs> not not after <laughs> not after the the hellscape that was metal galaxy outfits there is no way i'll be i'd have a better better like way of doing it i i have a a you know but at the same time it's just way too intricate like I, they're purposely making my life a living hell right now. <laughs> there may not be as many in the future, but we'll see. <laughs> so maybe we can close close out with some rapid fire questions. Okay, sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Shoot. <laughs> Favorite song? Changes from day to day, but um, just in long term, I always tend to go towards Ine. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Good choice. That's, that's yeah. A, I respect that. Yeah. Probably an unusual one. But uh, yeah, cool. Well, I, yep. I, I like it more because of the change of which is odd. Normally, I don't like change in type rhythm things, but just something about that one just is very like okay. It gets back into it. It has mm-hmm. a good mix into the different genres, uh, and it's just kind of like fun to kind of bop your head and then headbang. <laughs> And yeah. Bop your head yeah. Again, so. yeah, totally. <laughs> it does feel like it's it, it, like it's over dramatic, you know. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, favorite member. Uh, uh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, my computer is named after her. If that says anything, Excellent. I have her signature as a decal on the side of my computer. If that says anything, <laughs> outstanding. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was like, <laughs> and every time I, I do play a lot of like online games and things. And so every once in a while I'm talking with some friends of mine, I'm like, man, Moa girl, you need to calm down. And it was just like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm talking about my computer, the, you know, the graphics cards overheating or something like that. And they're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Dragon Furry wants to know what shows have you been to? Oh boy. Um, so I can I can rapidly go through those. So 2016, I went to Philadelphia. Um, also went to the AP Awards show because it was in Columbus, which I'm about an hour, currently an hour and a half away from there. So I went to oh, the wow. AP show. That so I amazing. did see the I did see that's, the Rob Halford baby metal mix, and oh my god, that was fantastic. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, 2017, um, I got to go to the forum to see corn uh stone sour baby metal mm, and mm-hmm. a couple others um i did go to see those and then 2017 was also the first time that i went to japan i went to the osaka shows which i am now mm. apparently you know, obviously for reasons very grateful for um, yeah. because i was so bummed out i was like oh my god legend this is gonna be oh i can't believe i miss it and then of course the situation happened i'm like oh retrospect Right. I guess I'm very lucky, you know, in that regard. Uh, so that was 2017. The Big Fox Festival is like that. That is a continues to be like one of my top favorites. I mean, it like, was a very that was good a great show. one to go to. It was a very mm-hmm. very good show. Yeah, it was I mean, fantastic. I wasn't there, but I mean, like, among the ones that I watch, that's one <laughs> of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. So that was 2017. Uh, 2018, I went to Charlotte. And then also went to, that was the, actually, what's funny is that was the first time I went to Rock on the Range, but that was also the last year that Rock on the Range happened. So I do count my blessings on that one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was 2018. Um, in 2017, I had since missed Legend S, I was like, I am not missing if I'm assuming it's going to happen, Legend M. So I saved up for about a year and a half. <laughs> And I went to Legend M in 2019. Um, It was the first time I went to Washington, D.C. And then um, went to the Forum. Um, And then the last show, shows, was actually the 2020 shows of Legend Metal Galaxy. I got to go to both nights. So that was exciting. So I think if, if, if I count like special appearances and special concerts and both nights, nights and days of concerts, I have so far went to 15 altogether. Very nice. <laughs> pretty good. Um, pretty good for considering the fact that I missed out on the first rock on the range. You know was- freaking and out that a, i was missing him <laughs> you got a solid you got a solid from paul in chat so nice. i think i think that means you've done pretty well for yourself <laughs> yeah i have moved up in the world this is great <laughs> i think the uh, the washington dc show if i'm not mistaken was the one where um kobo was spotted nearby like eating and uh, somebody went up and talked to him and and, he, and kobo was actually nice to him you know like asking him about like oh, really? where he was from and all that stuff oh i didn't even hear about that no oh that's cool though yeah <laughs> I, I mean, like uh, it, my impression of of sort of Koba and the and the concert situation is as kind of like you know grumpy and not interested and you know he he kind of wants to just make sure the show is going, but right. it seems like a, outside mm-hmm. he was he was kind of nice. Yeah, actually, I do have a slight story, Koba story. Um, so I have a friend from Australia <laughs> that <laughs> likes to drink a lot. So he we were at Rock on the Range together, and um, which. 
we had just previously met at um at the Charlotte show as the dude who was lying on the concrete fast asleep while pizza was being served <laughs> beside him. Oh yeah. I oh, remember that I was actually I was there. <laughs> I saw that happened as well. <laughs> but um so wait, you were at the I was at the Charlotte the show, show, yeah. You were. Oh yeah. so you, we probably have met then. Yeah. So was I. <laughs> I'm trying to think did we meet at uh was it Yokohama? did you go to Yokohama before no, Legend M or did you we went to I, we? I went to Legend M. So that did would we, have been our that, first time. Was that where we met? That I think so. I was yeah. I was trying to think about that too. Like, where was the first time I met Kevin? <laughs> I was just like, okay, I think it was Legend M. I'm pretty yeah, I think, sure. I think you're right. Yeah, you're right. Um, but anyway, so back to the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had met Ryan prior, and we were just hanging out, running around, doing something. I can't remember why we had to go towards the back, but Ryan spotted Koba. Uh-huh. And what does Ryan do <laughs> but run because there's an area between the sound booth and the and the stage because it's one of the side it was they were the op- or the closers for the side stage, the bigger the second side stage, the bigger one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's gated from the sound booth up the middle off to the side. So you could see Koba just starting to kind of walk down the side. And what does Ryan do? He runs up and he's like, hey, hey, can you tell us anything about Yui? And I had to like run in front of him. I'm like, listen, don't you dare say anything like that. Because I'm freaking out like, oh, my God, Koba is like going to like sick the like security on us or something. And so I'm like holding Ryan back. Like, can you just shut up? <laughs> and he's like, what? I just want to know. And I'm like, oh God, Ryan, why? <laughs> so that's that's my <laughs> interaction with Koba is <laughs> through Ryan. Yeah. Huh, who was an interesting human being. But no, I mean, I've, I've, as far as Koba's concerned, yeah, I've, I've heard he's just kind of, he just wants to make sure everything's going good. And I mean, he doesn't seem like he would be a bad guy. He's just a little awkward, I mm-hmm. guess, would be the best way to say it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I mean, at least, at least from what we can determine from what he's what he does, he's kind of a perfectionist. Like he just wants to make he mm-hmm. wants to make the show run. He wants to make sure that everything's happening. Right. Exactly. But I mean, like, you know, we we've seen these these old videos of him on the radio show and stuff, and like he's a uh, uh, he's he's just a goofball. I mean, he he's hilarious when he's off. <laughs> yeah, when he's not in mode. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, like uh, you know, there is a huge amount of just comedy in baby metal. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> ba, 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 boop. Yeah. <laughs> you what you did not see there was me bouncing in my chair and then bopping my head over to the side like Sue does. Uh, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Did you mm. another? Did you have another rapid fire question? I I, I did. The, though it's kind of the rapid fire idea is kind of gone at this yeah. point. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, f- favorite show that isn't one you've been to. That isn't one I've been to. Legend S. I will definitely say that Legend S is probably one of my top favorite shows to just just if I'm feeling it, just sit and just watch it because it's just it's just fantastic. So mm. yeah, Legend S definitely is. One of my favorite not shows I've been to. <laughs> favorite piece of merch you own? Oh, land. Um, as I look around, <laughs> as I look around my desk right now, top, where all my merch is. <laughs> you know what? My favorite merch is not one that I purchased, actually. Um, my favorite piece of merch comes from 
the very first show I went to, which like I said, was Philadelphia 2016, I was standing in the VIP line. Um, his name was Haru, so Harusan. But I was standing behind him, and of course I'm nervous as I'll get out, trying to be like, I want to talk, you know, English, like, are they good at it? You know, I don't want to talk, because obviously, if you haven't figured out right, I talk fast sometimes, and so I know that kind of is like, really hard to understand at points, so I'm like, trying to talk slow, and be like, well, it, he actually had the uh, band, the one from the chapter of Trilogy Yokohama Arena, the finale, he had the rubber band from that. Uh. He actually took it off his wrist and gave it to me. So uh. it, so I have the wristband from Act 1 and 2, December 12th and 13th. I have it in my hand right now. <laughs> so this is probably like the one piece of merch that I can never, ever let go of. I will never, ever, ever let go of. Just because it just it's just that special to me. But as far as, aside from that, probably the coolest thing, piece of merch that I have was is from Legend M, which is the gauntlets. Because uh, I did go to both nights, so that meant that I got a gauntlet for each night. So I have a gauntlet for both my hands. And it's just, they're just the coolest thing. <laughs> Hard to eat cereal with them, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I walk around with them all on all day. It's like, it makes me feel like a superhero. Um but what was cool though is because I was wearing the um, the Legend S Moa outfit. It's silver and black, so they actually matched with no. the outfit that I was wearing. So I was like, "This is this is nice. <laughs> this is cosplay worthy." <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, that's probably my like favoriteest piece of merch aside from the Yokohama uh, rubber band. So. The fan gifts are the best piece of merch. I mean, I also have like all these different things from all the other shows that I've been to. And there is actually one where I got the the person who gave it to me was like kind of taken back that I even really liked it enough. But there is someone was giving out calculators with the Sue and Moa in the background, like oh, it's yeah. see-through. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> they were like, I was like just gasping over it. I was like, this is so cool. So <laughs> I was just like, it, but it's a calculator. I'm like, it's, it's, it's still really cool. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, fan merch is just fantastic. It's just, just the fandom in general is just so welcoming and just so nice. And as with any other fandom, they have their downsides, but <laughs> for the most part, the baby metal community has been nothing but just awesome. Mm -hmm. um, glad to be a part of it. Glad that I was introduced to it. I'm glad it came into my life because it has changed my life uh, to some degree. Um, it definitely would not be as interesting as without them, uh, I think. Um, just to put a few words in, I guess. Um, definitely. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I've also, I mean, just it's allowed me to meet people from all around the world that I never would have had any other opportunity to. I mean, what, let's see, uh, from Brazil, Argentina, Ireland, UK, for, Ch Czech Republic, yep. <laughs> um, from Japan, from China, from Taiwan or Taiwan. Yeah. Or Thailand, Taiwan, one of the two. I mean, just like, probably both. Yeah. But like you meet people from, all over the world and you know i'm good friends with a lot of people now and 
you know, and we talk and, you know, it's fun and, you know, we all have this one interest. I'll be, of course, at different levels, which mine is kind of like mid high ish. It's not like super high, but it's like, it's kind of mid range, I think, as far as the fans concerned. Um, but it definitely has, uh, thank you, internet. <laughs> Thank uh, you so much. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Al Gore. <laughs> I'm not sure if, like, uh, <laughs> you know, go, go, going to shows, you know, at cosplaying is mid range. That's a that's an interesting calibration of the scale. <laughs> of, <laughs> I guess. I mean, if you want to see it that way, I, I guess so. I mean, and I guess trading notes from everybody. I, I tend to go a little a little hard into when I'm making outfits and then i go to these shows and i see everybody else you know who has made them have them and it just seems like they it's so done so simplistically yet it looks so amazing it's like why can't i just do things easy like <laughs> it's like why do i have to go into it so hard sometimes but and uh, as like i shared it on twitter the other day as I was like, look at all the different variations of how they've all done their outfits, but they look so good. Uh, anyway, uh. but yeah. So anyway, yeah, the, the Baby Metal fandom is just fantastic. It's great. It's fun. I'm glad to be a part of it. And I'm also glad that it brought me into doing the podcast with you guys, which also I must note that Ooh. this is my first foray into the podcast world. So uh, I'm a little, uh, uh, well... I guess it's kind of perfect for me because I do like to talk. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, I do, I do look forward to working with the two of you guys uh. and yapping about baby metal and other random things. So, yeah, yeah, no, I look forward to it. <laughs> we're quite happy to have you here. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It uh, the concept of the podcast was really supposed to be, you know, kind of like recreating the environment in line waiting for a show. You know, uh -huh. so that's you know that's exactly what you know what, what you're talking about is the thing we're trying to to, to do yeah <laughs> absolutely um, and yeah. it is funny how i mean like I, we were remarking on this i think the last couple of times but i mean like it is kind of amazing that we're you know over 50 episodes into this and we still like it doesn't feel like we ran out of stuff to talk about mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah uh oh i guess there was a question in the chat um uh -huh. Yeah, we were talking As, about the costumes. Is it? Yeah, uh, should Luna's they bring back the red? What is your favorite BM outfit? Yeah. Ooh. Uh, my the favorite. Who asked the my, question has an opinion on the bringing back the red. I will note. <laughs> I see that. Um, <laughs> my favorite outfit has to be headbanger. Has to be Sue's headbanger outfit. I am a sucker for Victorian jackets, uh -huh. and just that look in and of itself is just—it's Chef's kiss. So I that, love that it. That very, to death. very early one. The very, very early one, yeah. Um, albeit all, I love pretty much all the outfits. Um, I do have opinions on a few of them where they could have maybe tweaked some things, but definitely top favorite is is Sue's headbanger outfit. So. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, that it wouldn't have been my guess, uh, but so that's that's so Ine wouldn't have been my guess, and this outfit wouldn't have been my guess. So this is this is great. <laughs> I have foiled your plans. Yeah. <laughs> so, no further checks in the correct predictions column. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> cool. Anything else we should uh, cover? 
But as as usual, I'm looking at the clock and thinking, whoa, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I was like, dang, it's been almost two hours. Um, yeah. I will make note just on a personal note. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a Twitter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah plug um, the Twitter. But note that my Twitter is not specifically just Baby Metal. I like multiple different ranges of things. So if you do plan to follow me, just note that you're getting yourself into a lot. <laughs> and where where can they follow you? What's the what's um, the app? My handle is at is um at the number one radical r a d i c a l g r l. Um, and for those of you who play the anime game, um, that is a reference to Radical Edward from Cowboy Bebop because that was my first like nice. love uh-huh. of anime. Um, Edward was my. I guess you could say my muse, my my spirit animal growing up through mm-hmm. college and I basically embodied her <laughs> the weird in the in the weird department. Um but uh so that's what that's from. Although I, I just I I'm debating on whether to change that or not, but at the same time, it's just like eh. But that is where you could follow me. Mm-hmm. I am under Mizuni Metal. Um which that's in a, a story in and of itself, how I came up with that. But um, so, yeah. So if you decide to follow me on Twitter, just know that you're getting yourself into a lot. So. <laughs> Excellent. That's right. Cool. Um, all right. Well, anyway, welcome aboard. We look forward to many future episodes. Thank you. Um, yes. And I think I'll close it off unless there's something else, something someone else wants to say. Nope. I'm, I think I'm we're there. Good we on there. that. Yeah. Okay. We here, made here. it. We succeeded. Yes. <laughs> Episode 52 in the can. Uh, okay, so that's it for this episode. You can join us on the Baby Metal Podcast Discord to continue the conversation. Rating the podcast on whatever platform you listen on will help people find it, so please do that. We'll be back here in about two weeks. We hope you'll join us then. And until then, see you.